Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome to another Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Matt Sims, the motorhome nerd himself. Well, I met so many great people at the Caravan, Campervan and Motorhome Show in February, both trade and customers alike. But one of the highlights for me was meeting my good friend Martin Dory, who has written some great travel guides for motorhomers and caravanners. He's also made TV programmes about our lifestyle and is now heavily promoting the sustainable ways which we can adopt to minimise the effect we have on the environment we enjoy and take so much pleasure from. I began by asking Martin what he's planning next. I'm going to Spain on the 1st of March to Santander and then hopefully driving through the Pyrenees on the Spanish side, hopefully go snowboarding. So, you know, to show that you can go snowboarding and have a reasonably cheap snowboarding holiday in a van if you've got the right van, which is great. And, you know, our van has been winterized. We've got all the right kit and stuff. So hopefully we'll be all right. And, And what van have you got at the moment? Right. So I've got a Fiat Ducato that was converted by my friend Richard Hales, who runs Rails Conversions. Um, he's done a great job of it, to, to my spec, so it suits me really well. It's got a little bit, a little area where I can sit and type and, and you know do my pictures and all that sort of stuff, and then a really nice lounge at the back where my partner and I can hang out. <laughs> We've done it, even, in, even things like having the, um, the ducting going into the bathroom is really close to the boiler so that it's hot, so that actually Good we idea. can dry our stuff really easily. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things like that that we've tried to think about. We've got chains, we've got winter tyres, so we're quite well prepared. Yeah. And I'm really, really looking forward to it because it just seems like, I guess we've been sort of so, caged. Yeah, we've been <laughs> caged. So how long are you away for? I'll be away for five weeks to start with and then coming back for a few weeks and then going off again. So I had to get a work visa actually to go because of Brexit, Yeah. You know, which means that you can only do three months at a time then you have to come back for three months. And actually if I'd have done that, I'd have missed a lot of the summer. So I had to work hard to get to get visas, got work visas, which was great, but a lot of, a lot of trouble. Anyone who's going on a trip for three months is probably, you know, that's probably enough, isn't it? So hopefully people will be yeah. able to do what I've done within that time. When is this book out then, the, the Spain-Portugal text? So one? this one will come out in May next year. Okay. So it's a really, really short turnaround. Normally they take a year to do, but because of lockdowns and I was supposed to go straight after Christmas and drive through France, but obviously there were problems in France. So I had to cancel that trip. I'm just making it into a really intense period of work and then I'll get it done and out the door by December. And then that's the sort of minimum turnaround time they can get it into the shops in May. And published, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of work goes into it after I And you've got a new book coming out this May 2022, is that right? Tell us a bit about that. So the the one that's coming out in 22 is off the beaten track. So that's the one I did last year. So I finished that in December and that then comes out in a few months' time. Okay. But it takes sort of six months for them to put it together, design it, and, you know, they do all their, their magic to make it look wonderful. And I can't believe it was 12 years ago that you were on BBC Two. So it was 12 years ago we shot it, and it actually, February 2011, so it was 11 years that it was broadcast. Right. Okay. Yeah, I know, it's mad. It's, I get asked all the time whether or not I'm doing another series. Are you? Yeah, I want no, to ask No, you. I'm not. No, I'm not. And, and it's not. Why not? <laughs> well, I would. If they asked me, I'd go and do it tomorrow. Because, well, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go around the country in a camper van, yeah. you know, for five weeks being filmed? It's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, uh, if anyone's listening from the B when you're in 
into producing a show like this than you know Martin's your man honestly it was a fantastic series oh thank you um, we loved it we all watched it as a family and it really inspired us so yeah go for it keep nagging the BBC I'd say well I'll try I mean it seems like it, it seems that you know now that Campervan's a flavour of the month it might well have been a little bit ahead of its time it got watched well but I, just, I think that they just didn't decided they didn't like the ideas for the second series or whatever and decided to drop it so you know never mind I loved doing it it was a great thing to do it's brought me so many friends and brought me to you know, here now. And have you still got that camper van, the Bay? No, the Bay, I'm afraid, went to a better home a few years later because I moved to Bude in Cornwall to a house that's not very far from the sea and I could, you almost saw it kind of sinking. <laughs> Dissolving. On its, yeah, <laughs> dissolving's exactly the right word. Kind of sinking on its suspension. Oh like, you know, when the wind was blowing in a certain direction, it'd be like, okay, so it went to be saved, basically. Right, good. And also, I spend a lot more time in vans these days and actually, no, 1979 Bay isn't quite right to take into the mountains or to drive around Europe in, no, you know, no. because it's a bit of an effort. No, you want something that can bring you back. <laughs> Yeah, and get you there as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a benefit. Yeah, yeah, they're lovely things. I mean, they're such great vans, and they're so they've got so much character, and I know why people love them. Mm. But you know, when it comes down to it, I need a loo, a shower's nice every so often, yeah. you know, and a heater. <laughs> yeah. And you don't necessarily want to be on first name terms with the recovery driver, do you? Yeah. Well, I think it's that old. They probably wouldn't insure it anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. So you're off. You're off to Europe then in March, yep. and the book is going to be a no doubt keep you busy this year. What else is happening in in the Dory world? I'm just basically trying to concentrate on this book this year. I've yeah. just finished doing some updates to the Camperman Bible, which you'll know is is my sort of handbook to Camperman life. So I've just finished some of that. I'm going to do some more. And every time I sort of think I'm done, I turn around and somebody says, oh, do you know about this? And there's so many updates happening all the time. You know, and so much to keep on top of in terms of since it came out in 2016, the way that we use fridges, compressor fridges have almost taken over from absorption fridges. So we have to sort of allow for that because... They're different sizes, all that kind of stuff. And so that has to be taken. So the Campervan Bible, for those listeners that don't know, is a beautiful hardback book. Nearly A4 size, isn't it? It's a big Uh, book. Yeah, Yeah. slightly smaller. Beautifully illustrated. It's a thick book. It looks amazing on the coffee table or by the bed. And it's a really, really good read. I congratulate you on it. It's fantastic. We love it. We love reading it. And ours is very, very dog-eared on the corners. Are you doing a a glove box version of it? Is that right? Yes, that's right, actually. Yeah, so the the original Camperfriend Bible, I'm doing this... For anybody who's listening and not watching, I'm holding my hands out to say it was a really thick book. Really great to use as levelling, you know, if you find yourself on a campsite. (laughs) Propping the table up. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, actually, that's, that's something. The glove box edition of that is a little little paperback version that's just a lot of the kind of a lot of the kind of lists taken out but lots of new stuff so it's kind of like what what do you need to take what when do you need to you know when do you need to think about things like that and and you were telling me earlier you've reprioritized the book is that right is it reordered a little bit I, i think things have changed since i wrote it originally and i think we now have to think more about the environment and think about what we're doing and the impact we have so actually i've reordered it a little bit so that the sort of eco stuff is has got more weight and and the stuff that you can do to be a responsible camper the idea that maybe if you go to scotland to go around the nc500 you don't go to waitrose in your hometown and take your food with you and eat just that as you go around scotland it would be better for everybody if you were able to eat local and 
you know, within the community in which you travel, because that means that you'll be buying local food, supporting local people, supporting local produce, local agriculture, and actually that's good for the environment, believe yeah. it or not. So you can eat your way to a better environment rather than just eating packet stuff that's flown thousands of miles. Yeah. So there's those kind of things that I think are really important going forwards for us. So you position yourself as an environmentalist, and I introduced you for this podcast yeah, as yeah. an environmentalist. What are you kind of doing that gives you that title, if you like? Yeah, sure. I don't know whether you know, I was until a couple of weeks ago the CEO of uh, an environmental charity that I set up in, well, 2006. I went walking on a beach and found it knee-deep in plastic bottles um, and decided I would do something. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I started an online campaign about people picking up litter, which is two-minute beach clean. Try and encourage people to just spend two minutes picking up litter. It applies as much to campers and motorhomers as it does to anybody. The idea being that you go somewhere and you just leave it nicer than it was. So if, yeah. you, if you're talking about turning up wild camping or whatever, if ever I go anywhere, I'll turn up, I'll have a look around. If there's litter, I'll pick it up. You know, that's it. So, so that thought started on social media. It's just got massive. It became a charity two, three years ago, and it now employs 10 people. Wow. And I've stepped down as the CEO. So, so my environmental credentials are kind of okay. <laughs> I've done some books about plastic, and I've written some kids' books about fighting plastic and, and fighting climate change as well. So it, it sort of has led me down another little path, which I'm really happy to be able to bring back to this industry yeah. because I think we've got work to do you know we're not as bad as other industries but actually you know there's lots that we can do that's really positive and actually that we shouldn't feel bad about about driving in a diesel van because diesels are, are good these days they're okay it's better than flying but there are things that we can do along the way you know eat local don't use single-use plastics don't chuck stuff away stop using wet wipes you know all that kind of stuff that, that has a positive effect common sense stuff and so what's the name of the charity where can people find out a bit more about that yeah it's called the two minute foundation um it's, there's a website and it's two minute.org i think it is based in Bude in cornwall and they're doing great stuff they're doing lots of education as well they they run a beach school in Bude. kids come along and they take them on walks on the beach and teach them why they need to pick up plastic and why it's important and show them the sort of devastating consequences of not picking up plastic um, and then they do rock pool rambles and stuff they do something which is amazing they put a uv light on rock pools in the dark and the rock pools sort of ping with with color because you know if you do night dives i don't know they i don't know why it is but just they the anemones and all the stuff in rock pools for some reason just look amazing wow. in okay. the dark with a UV light. So yeah, so, they do so that is there a plan to get this into a national curriculum? So is, or is it just Cornwall based? No, it's UK based. We're trying to open another beach school somewhere else, and I think they'll take it on. They're, they're opening a um, an academy so that people can come along and learn. It's, it'll be it's difficult to explain, but the academy, the idea of it is that people can come along and learn how to do a beach clean and learn how to do risk assessments for a beach clean, but also they can learn to become a medic for marine life so seals that get stranded they can learn from the bdmlr which is the british divers marine life rescue association association something like that um, and they they train people as medics so actually right. they can come to us and we we kind of talk to lots of different agencies about delivering their training for them so the marine conservation society will deliver training to the people that come to us so it's kind of like bringing okay. in lots of different things all under one umbrella so you, if by the time you've done all these little courses you would be the sort of ultimate eco beach goer that's the idea. So it's just about education and just yeah. trying to make people... Love it. So if people are heading off to the coast in their camper van, 
bit of wild camping, then you know this kind of knowledge is is paramount, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And why not? When you're at the beach, go and do a beach clean, or you know, even when you're in a field somewhere, or in Scotland, or Ireland, or and just leave it nicer and you know yeah. be responsible because it's, yeah. it's we have to do it, and it does matter. It's fascinating. Thank, Thank you very much for your time today, taking time out of a busy show. People can find out more about your well, they can buy your books from our shop, thatleisureshop.com. Go and get them. We sell all your UK books, and I think we're planning to stock the European ones. We'll definitely be stocking the new one next year. Now travel restrictions are lifting. Where can people find out more about you? You've got your own website as well, haven't you? Yeah, they can. I mean, if they want to read a little bit about me, there's martindory.com. They can have a look at that. I I sell my books on that, but don't buy them from me. Buy them from you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit about my life on there and kind of just what I do. So um, and they can get in contact with me through there as well. Well, we'll follow your next escapade into Spain and Portugal with great interest and uh, look forward to the new book next year. Well, thanks very much. And actually, if anybody does want to follow my escapades in Spain and Portugal I will be posting pictures to Instagram and I'm on at Martin Dory on Instagram so you know follow me follow me check it out and you know come along with me on my adventures we'll be there brilliant (laughs) good Good luck thank you very much safe travels thank you for a different type of holiday why not try a motorhome at the motorhome holiday company we have a range of luxury motorhomes available to hire for weekends or longer breaks Experience the freedom and excitement of the open road with all the comfort of home while you're on the move, whatever the weather or time of year. For details and to check your dates, visit motorhomeholidaycompany.com. The Motorhome Holiday Company. Your adventure starts here. This is a tale of two motorhomes, Eric and Lucy. I'm Eric, lonely, tired, neglected, bits falling off. Lucy here. Life is sweet. I look Fabulous! I earn my owners thousands of pounds taking families away for little holidays. And I'm looked after by Motorhome Holiday Company. Motorhome Holiday Company. No one wants a poor Eric. Let yours be a Lucy. Speak to us about the storage, maintenance and rental of your motorhome. Visit motorhomeholidaycompany.com Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.